News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is World News. This is from the BBC.com. And the headline is, Turkey, missing man, joins search party looking for himself. <laughs> I feel it's like so this nice. happens so often for some reason. <laughs> You do? Does it? There's, I feel like there's been multiple stories about this, like where somebody just like gets lost and then like a bunch of people are looking for them and they're just like, hey, what's everyone doing? <laughs> well, that's literally what happened here. I love it's it. Literally the same situation. Like this guy, um, I guess he was like out drinking with his friends and then, and he's uh, 50 years old um, and he wandered into the forest, I guess. <laughs> Sure, like you do. After leaving his friends. You've never gone drinking with your friends before and wandered into the forest? (laughs) I mean, there was that one time, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, (laughs) Joking. Okay, so then he came, (laughs) he never came back out of the forest. So his wife and friends alerted local authorities and um, sent out a search party. And this guy stumbled across the search party and just joined them. (laughs) And apparently it took like, at least a couple hours before he realized that they were looking for him. And then he was like, wait, I'm right here. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then they were like, okay, we found you now. And found then you. the police escorted him home. And it says it's, it is not clear if he was given a fine for the incident, but, <laughs> but I don't know. You would think the first thing you would like ask when joining a search party is like, what does this person look like? Or like, I know, right? What's their name? The only thing I can think of is, like, if you have a common name. So this, this you know, this happened in Turkey, so I don't know. This is a Turkish name. Yeah. Ba- Bayon. So I don't know if that's a common name. But like, let's say, like, you know, in the U.S., there's somebody named Matt or something. And they're sure. like, oh, we're looking for a guy named Matt. And your name happens to also be Matt. You're not going to be like, oh, that's me. You know? Yeah, but, like, also, why not give first and last name <laughs> I, I know, like, I know. as part of the search thing? I don't know. You're certainly right. Certainly, that's part. I don't know. You're, to- you're definitely 100% right. I but like don't I said, know. it's happened before. And it's like, how does this, <laughs> how does this happen? How does this keep happening? <laughs> That should be like the first <laughs> like, thing when any whenever somebody new enters a search party, you say, "Are you this person?" <laughs> I know, right? Just number one question. But also, if you have ever just been in the woods for like a while by yourself in an unexpected kind of situation for any reason, mm-hmm. and you stumble across a search party, you know, maybe you should like, yeah, ask for yeah, be like, hey, by the Who way, are we this is for? my name. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name's this. <laughs> who are we looking, who are we looking I, for? Ah. I don't know. Just like, it just seems. Just so many ways they could have avoided all it this. It just is strange. It's just strange. Um, and funny. Yeah. But anyway, he's fine. Everybody's well, that's, fine. Yeah, that's so, good. So we can so laugh about good. it. So we can laugh about it. Right. All right. My first story is technology news. And this is from Kotaku. Uh, and it's a re- this is a real short story. I mostly picked it for the headline and the headline is this is awkward but the most searched word on bing is google (laughs) 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 so the best part of like why this is even coming up so google's currently in court over an antitrust order filed in 2018 by the european union so this is like a long-running thing um, they're denying that they've done anything wrong, and its lawyers are arguing that people just really like using their search engine. <laughs> like, that's that's the reason they yeah. have such a huge user base. Um, and to prove this, 
Uh, in an effort to get the antitrust order lifted, Google's legal team pointed out that on Microsoft's competing search engine Bing, the most searched term is Google. So they literally submitted this as evidence. In court. <laughs> it's like, it's not our fault. Look. <laughs> Everyone searches. So just like as evidence, like, hey, people are aware that Bing exists, but they just use it to search yeah. for Google. <laughs> um and the search giant also pointed out in the court that its market share in Europe lines up with its consumer surveys, which show that 95% of users prefer Google to rival search engines. So, yeah, I don't know. That That's the whole, that's like the gist of it. Um, it was a little bit more about like the, the ongoing court case and everything, but I just mm-hmm. thought that was really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> um, this. this evidence. Look at this meme, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Bing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they I should just, have been a better search engine. But like, how do you compete with yeah. Google? You know, you, you don't. Can't. I mean, there's like, I, I'm not a legal scholar or anything. There's almost definitely grounds for the idea that they're a monopoly on this. I, um, yeah. But I like, also think that. But I like, do think a lot of it, a lot of it just is like name recognition that's and that's they really have going for them and i don't know how you how people get past that like cuz ultimately a search engine do, is just that it's you search for things and i don't know how you improve on search well, results think, in such a way yeah I, I what in my opinion one of google's big like the reasons why they became so big is because of their speed as well mm-hmm. though like when you search something in google the results come up immediately right. and they're like the right results mm-hmm. so just that yeah it's like the core the core functionality of what you want your search engine to do they do it really well they do it really well so if somebody else has to do it better than them in mm-hmm. some way in order yeah. to even have any you have to like of competing. Visit, you have to like visit the website and it reads your mind and shows you what, you're, what you want immediately like i don't i don't know how you yeah like how that. do you how do you improve on that yeah that's a really good point too. you know it's it's like almost it just seems like an impossible thing yeah. at this I feel point, like there's so. things where it's like something's a monopoly because people can't compete and there's things where there's like monopolies because like somebody got there first and there's just no yeah, way right. of getting around that. I think that's it. yeah, they just got there first and it's just like okay, that is what it is now. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that they're not a monopoly and I also don't think monopolies are a great thing, right? But yeah. Usually, <laughs> no, we don't. Usually, <laughs> this episode of Big Tech News not brought to you by monopolies. <laughs> usually, um, the the thing with monopolies, right, is that they can be kind of not great at their service, but there's nobody challenging them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's and not that's an a issue of competition here. It's just like there isn't competition. I think that the issue here is that the just anyone that even tries to compete just completely fails at competing, right. Because they're so good at what they do, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like not typical of like monopoly situations that at least that I'm aware of. <laughs> so it's is, a, it's an interesting it's an interesting interesting situation. But yeah, yeah, that's still hilarious though. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> All right, my next story is animal news. <laughs> this is from I just realized GuardianMag.press. Dot I, didn't know, press. I didn't know dot press was a thing. There's a lot of them now. Just they're not very commonly used. Huh. You can do like dot pizza even. You can do dot pizza? I'm pretty sure. Can we please make a website that's just like knickknacknews.pizza? <laughs> and it's, I don't know what's going to be on it. A picture of a pizza. 
I mean, if you want to pay for the domain name, we absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this later. Okay. okay. The headline is, Rare Arabian Leopard Cub is Born. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, the birth of an Arabian Leopard Cub in Saudi Arabia is fueling hope for the survival of one of the world's most critically endangered animals... Um, the Arabian leopard is one of several leopard species classified as endangered or critically endangered. The Royal Commission for Alula, I don't know if that pronounced that right, mm. or the RCU, uh, just announced that the female cub was born, um, they just announced this, but was born earlier this year, at the Arabian Leopard Breeding Center in Taif, Saudi Arabia. Um, and this cub is now one of... 16 total that have been born as part of this program, which is a special captive breeding program for these leopards to try to bring them back from extinction. Okay. So, yeah, so they just, they got another one. <laughs> People are excited. Um, and they're plus also working one. on, yeah, plus one. They're working on plants to um, reintroduce these into the wild as well. And so there's like a whole, there's part of the article was talking about that too, about how they're, they want to reintroduce them and also like the correct types of prey as well and make sure that the like populations are, for those two things, it's are a balanced. Balance, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because the leopard populations have declined a lot. So they're trying to combat that. Well, that's fun. exciting. Yeah. You want to see a, a picture of the cub? Absolutely. It's kind I do. of terrifying, but Aww. it's really cute, but also like, wow. Looks like it could still bite your that's face. That's dangerous. Off if but, you really wanted to. But cute and pretty at yeah, the same time. It's pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful fur. I know. So beautiful. They're beautiful animals. Yeah. It almost looks fake. Like the fur does. Doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of just. So it's like, because oh, that's it's so too like, perfect. It's that's so exactly what you think of when you think of a like leopard print. Beautiful, like vibrant kind of looking mm -hmm. the leopard like print. distinct shapes and everything mm -hmm. it's very cool well, congratulations new cub welcome to Yay. welcome to the world welcome to the world <laughs> my next story is also animal news <laughs> this is from cnn Tiny rare fossil found in 16 million year old amber is, quote, once in a generation find. Guess what it is? I don't know. It's a tardigrade. A tardigrade! <laughs> we found a tardigrade fossil. Um, I so love tardigrades. <laughs> we love tardigrades. We love tardigrades. We all love tardigrades. Everybody loves tardigrades. Um, so microscopic tardigrades have thrived on Earth for more than 500 million years and may well outlive humans. Don't know why they had to throw that one in. Uh, but, <laughs> but the tiny creatures don't leave behind many fossils. Uh, the third ever tardigrade fossil on record has been found suspended within a piece of 16 million year old Dominican amber. Wow. So this is only the third fossil of these things we've ever That's found. Even incredible. Though we, even though we know we, they've been around for 500 well, million years. Yeah, and we've found them like in all sorts of different biomes and stuff, right? But it's oh, yeah. not fossils. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so the find includes a newly named species, uh, Paradorpha, Paradora Forabius, Chronocarabius. It's a very long name. Hmm. Uh, it's a relative of the modern living family of tardigrades known as Isohypsibioidea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the first tardigrade fossil from the, Ceniz the Cenozoic era, which is our current geological era that began 66 million years ago. 
Um, the other ones were from prior eras. Uh, right. The study was published Tuesday in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B. We've never had a story. Have we from, ever? <laughs> we've never had a story from the Proceedings of the Royal Society, Society A. A. Does that even exist? I have, I have no to. Idea. We have to look this up at some point because yeah. we've never had a story from them. Yeah. Where are they? I don't know. Where is the Royal Society A, and where are their proceedings? <laughs> Why are they slacking so much? Um, so although although they're and this is just like tardigrade facts, which anybody who's listened to our podcast for any length of time <laughs> knows all about, but I'm still going to say them. Uh, yes. They're more commonly found in water, uh, but tardigrades are known for their ability to survive and even thrive in the most extreme environments. Uh, they are no longer than one millimeter in length. They have eight legs with claws at the end, a brain and central nervous system, and something called a pharynx behind their mouth that can pierce through food. <laughs> uh, they are also the smallest known animal with legs. Which is a fun fact. I don't know if I knew. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't realize that. All of these details are well preserved in the new fossil specimen, including its tiny claws. So it's a it's a very detailed. I can show you a picture of it too. In a statement, Phil Barden, senior author of the study and assistant professor of biology at New Jersey Institute of Technology, said, "What is so remarkable is that tardigrades are a ubiquitous ancient lineage that has seen it all on Earth, from the fall of the dinosaurs to the rise of terrestrial colonization of plants. Yet they are like a ghost lineage for paleontologists with almost no fossil record. Finding any tardigrade fossil remains is an exciting moment where we can empirically see their progression through Earth history." So yeah, like we like we said earlier, they're they've been around forever, but we have very little evidence of it actually, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and the new species is the first definitive fossil for the modern Isohypsobioidea family. <laughs> um, I just have to divide it into parts uh, of tardigrades uh, found across both marine and land environments today. So it's like the first fossil from this current group, which is cool. That's cool. I you love know, tardigrades. Uh, yeah. One other thing I guess I didn't realize was that there were, like, subspecies of tardigrades. Yeah, I didn't know that I didn't, either. I didn't know that. I thought it was just one It also thing. wasn't clear if there's, like, multiple alive today, but it kind of sounds like there are. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it kind of, it kind of alluded to that that one was, like, an older species, but... Yeah, this is the fossil. Ooh. Like, zoomed way in on it, because the original piece of amber is actually full of things, and this... It's just like one speck in oh, it. Oh, okay. Oh. It's somewhere in that <laughs> piece of amber, but yeah. very small. So, yeah. Wow. They didn't even realize they had it for a while because it was so tiny. I could totally see that. <laughs> yeah. That's very plausible. <laughs> okay, my next story is technology news. This is from NDTV.com. The headline is, researchers develop super hydrophobic cotton that can remove spilled oil from water. That seems useful yes. in, light of, in light of recent events. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so researchers at the Indian Institute of Technology have developed a novel, highly porous, and water-repellent cotton composite material, which can absorb oil selectively from an oil-water mixture, which I think is so cool. Uh, the material has a separation efficiency of 95 to 98%. Wow. It's classified as super hydrophobic cotton, which the headline said, but it's not just hydrophobic, it's <laughs> super hydrophobic. It really hates water. It really hates it. 
The practical applications of this research include cleaning spilled oil from rivers and ocean water, <laughs> which was hopefully uh-huh. obvious to, yeah. to all of us. Um, both heavy and light oils can be effectively absorbed by the material. And the research also claimed that the material is easy to prepare, cost-effective, and recyclable. Great. So, like, it awesome. just checks all the boxes. <laughs> um, Get it out there. <laughs> we yeah, need, we need I know. It right I'm like, now. okay, let's go. Let's start using it. Let's start using it. Where is it? Um, but, yeah, that, that's basically the whole thing. So I'm just like, this is great. Hopefully they'll make big, like, well, I don't know. Like, they'll make it into big. T-shirts that they just drag <laughs> through the water. <laughs> T-shirts. I was thinking like a net, but okay. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. They'll make it into like a swimsuit, and then people have to swim (laughs) through the oil. And absorb it, yeah. And they absorb it, and then they come back, and then they change into another swimsuit, and then they swim. While they clean that old swimsuit, and then cycle through them. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this all makes That could be a way that this technology is deployed. Nope, say say less. I get it. So yeah, this did not say like what like at what stage this was in terms of like being actually manufactured and usable, but mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody somewhere will try to get that <laughs> in use as we soon have, as possible. We have to hope. <laughs> My next story is food news. This is from USA Today. Burger King adding ghost pepper chicken nuggets nationwide. Whoa. Um, and also starting an impossible nuggets test. Okay. So this is two new chicken things from Burger 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 King. From, Bur- from Burger King. <laughs> All right. From Burger chicken. King. Chicken. Um, ahead of Halloween, the fast food chain said it is rolling out new ghost pepper chicken nuggets nationwide and also testing a chicken free nugget, which I just said. Uh, Burger King said on Wednesday it will be the first global quick service restaurant. They like to use quick service instead of fast food. Um, to test the plant-based nuggets from Impossible Foods, which also developed the chain's Impossible Whopper that debuted in 2019. Uh, the Impossible Nuggets will be tested for a limited time starting Monday at select restaurants in three markets. That's Des Moines, Iowa. Interesting choice. Boston and Miami. Hmm. So, uh, if you're there, uh, starting on Monday, you can start getting Impossible Nuggets at Burger King. Hmm. Um, the Ghost Pepper Chicken Nuggets are another limited time item, but this will be available at Burger King restaurants nationwide. They're made with white meat chicken and spiced with fiery ghost peppers, which probably makes them hotter than I want them to be. So I probably won't get these. I will not be eating those. Yeah, you don't do well with super spicy things. I do not. Or slightly spicy things sometimes even. Yes. <laughs> Depending on the day, yeah. slightly spicy things could also make me sad. But um, Yeah, I can't. I will never eat anything ghost pepper. Um, yeah. It's too much. Yeah, I'm not interested in this. But I thought other people but it, Yeah, might but be. some people might be. Some people might be. A lot of people love spicy things. Remember when Dunkin' Donuts did those ghost pepper donuts? Yeah. Like a year ago or something? That or? happened, yeah. I never heard if anyone, I never heard anything about that after it was like, we have these now. And then it just like went out of all media and I never heard of anyone right. that even Nation's ordered one. Nation's mouths on fire after Dunkin', <laughs> Dunkin dips yeah. all their donuts in ghost pepper. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hear anything about it yeah. either. And I didn't so, try one, so. Neither did I. Oh. Well, I wonder what will happen here. Uh, They're trying it too. They're doing the ghost pepper trend, yeah. I guess. And also the Impossible Nuggets. And the Impossible Nuggets. 
That I might, I'd be willing to try. That I would try. Yeah. But we're not in one of the target markets yet, so. Yeah. So we can't. Or we have to move to Des Moines. I don't want to move to Des Moines, though. Yeah, nobody does. All right. It's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. You know, I tried the ice cream again. <laughs> you did? I, I like it more now. You do? Yeah. Oh. It's an acquired taste then, I guess. Yeah. All right. Took some time. Okay. Ready, set, go! Go! Okay, so my breaking news is it was Fat Bear Week this week. What? And I wasn't even, like, following it, and I'm so sad. Oh, no. But literally today, like this afternoon, they announced the winner. Oh. So, yeah, so we know the winner. (laughs) Um, It's Otis, number 480 Otis. Is Otis a past competitor because the name sounds familiar? The name does sound familiar. I believe he was. Okay. Yeah, I think so, because of the way that they talk about it in this article. So I found an article on NPR about it, actually. Um, so he uh, he actually, I guess, like, emerged a little late this year, um, like, from hibernation from the previous winter. And okay. he was having some health problems, too. Oh, no. Um, like, I guess he was having some trouble walking or something, and, like, some teeth issues. I don't know <laughs> when, when he first came out, but then he ended up gaining the most weight and he <laughs> has amazing fishing skills. Apparently this is a, a quote from a commenter on the fat bear website, his perseverance will to live and skill as an angler. Plus his interbear communications. Well, they just spoke to me. This is from an anonymous person that voted for him as the winner. Mm. So 96,000 votes were cast in the final round of the Fat Bear Week competition. And Otis got uh, more than 51,000 of those votes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite a victory. So he is like, he, he won by a landslide. Good for Otis. He's great. Um, and he's still eating more. And this article also mentions that the nature cams are still up and running. So if you haven't, um, if you haven't listened to our podcast... For a while, if you're a new listener, we report on Fat Bear Week every week. It is a... I should start with that background. You mean every year. Or every year. Sorry. Did I say say every week? (laughs) I meant every year. Every year in the fall, there's this um, national park in Alaska, I believe. Um, It's called Katmai National Park, and they have... uh, They they track um, the bears in the park, and they watch them and see as they like gain weight and prepare for hibernation. And then they have this online voting thing and it's fun and you can just follow what's going on with the bears. And they have all of these nature like live cams set up at all these like specific spots. And very often there are bears there during the day. If you go and look That's at the so cameras. Cool. So they set them up at like fishing spots probably. Yeah. That like, kind of thing. like, yeah, exactly. Like the spots where there's like a little, little waterfalls where the fish are jumping at, like those kinds of places where mm-hmm. the bears go to get the fish. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've checked those out before just like random times during the day and there's just bears like, and it's, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, if you've never looked at that, you should definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, but we have a winner for 2021, 480 Otis. Congratulations, Otis. We're very proud. All right. Uh, this is from, uh, AV club. Uh, (laughs) headline is... (laughs) 
Sorry. What? The website. Yeah, the website AV Club. It's not, just AV Club. Not just my AV Club from the high school that I did. It was just like funny. It was just like, this is from have. the AV Club. Okay, yeah. anyway. No, this is from AV Club. It's a, it's, it's a website. The headline is Android. And, Android. <laughs> <clears throat> Andrew Lloyd Webber hated the Cats movie so much that he went out and bought a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which, I get it. Um, So, Broadway legend Andrew Andrew Lloyd Webber. I want to keep wanting to say Android. I I want to just call him Android Android now because it's so much easier to say that than Andrew Lloyd Webber. I get it. Just call him Android. He's Android Webber now. Okay. Uh, the composer behind popular music such as Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, and The Phantom of the Opera has dropped all niceties when it comes to the heavily mocked and absolutely tragic <laughs> This is their words. Absolutely tragic film adaptation of his musical Cats in 2019. Um, for the revered composer, the end result was a feature so abhorrent, he adopted a dog for the first time in an effort to erase any memory of Cats. <laughs> So these are just these are just quotes Aww. from Android uh, Weber. Um, <laughs> he said, "Cats was okay. off the scale, all wrong." I don't know what that means. There wasn't really any understanding of why the music ticked at all. I saw it and I just thought, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> it was the first time in my seventy odd years on this planet that I went out and bought a dog. Uh, wow. Yeah, um, and then he wrote. Apparently, he was like trying to get an airline to approve the dog as like a, a emotional support animal. So I don't, I feel like this story is probably apocryphal and maybe a little bit embellished, but I'll still tell it cause it's funny. Um, I wrote off and said, I needed him with me at all times because I'm emotionally damaged and I must have this therapy dog. The airline wrote back and said, can you prove that you really need him? And I said, yes, just see what Hollywood did to my musical cats. <laughs> then the approval came back with a note saying, no doctor's report required. <laughs> so I don't know if that's, that's actually funny. how much of that is true, but yeah. that's what he said anyway. So good old Android Weber. Android Weber. His new dog that he got because he hated cats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would you feel? I, I, would pro- I wouldn't get a dog, but, you know, I... I'd be pretty sad. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, the music. It's, it's been, it's been changed. It's been. I know. I love that his reason is like they didn't like the music. Like they didn't appreciate the music or like interpret the music in the correct way. It's like he was, like, he was looking at cats <laughs> yeah. and interpreting the music in any way. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, of course he's going to think that he's a musician, right? Yeah, that's true. But, but then just... there's just so many other reasons to just be bewildered by that movie. Yeah, um, it's like the in the source material. Like, no offense to Android, but yeah, like it, <laughs> it, it's 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 pretty it's wacky itself. Bit, yeah, that is totally fair. That's totally fair. So, so yeah, but. Uh, it drove him to get a dog. Quick, quick note. I guess I have another note for if anybody's a new listener. Um, we have a whole episode where we reviewed the movie Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not last Christmas, but the one before that? Yes. I believe. Because it wouldn't Because it wasn't, the pandemic wasn't no, a thing right, then. Right, it was 2019. Okay. So I think it, was it like, might have been the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yes yeah, like december december of 2019 yeah because i think um, it was a holiday movie yeah 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 anthony and i went to go see cats mm-hmm. 
and we took notes during it and then did a whole episode on <laughs> reviewing the movie. Yep. So, um, if you haven't heard that, I'd recommend going going yeah. back and finding that episode. Scroll back to December 2019. Yeah. Um, we have we had a lot of opinions on it, so. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.